Hello and welcome to the Writer's Cookbook Podcast. I'm Christina Adams. And I'm Ellie Betts. And we're here serving you with your weekly slice of writing advice. This week we're talking about goal setting, which is super boring. Sorry, Christina. It's only boring if you set the wrong kinds of goals, like New Year's resolutions. Oh yes, you mean the ones where 80% of people fail within the first 30 days? You're not giving me much hope here. That's because New Year's resolutions are bullshit. Okay then. But if you set the right goals in the right way, you can surpass even your wildest dreams. Okay, I'm intrigued. Awesome. Let's go. So, goal setting. Tell me more about how it can make us better writers. When you have a goal, you have something to work towards. So it gives you more of a focus and helps you to avoid shiny object syndrome. Okay. And for anyone that doesn't know, what is shiny object syndrome? So it basically means when you get distracted by new stuff all the time, so you never actually finish anything. And it's a big problem for people who tend to have loads and loads and loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of ideas. I take it by the sounds of it then either is something you've had to deal with yourself oh totally it was an issue I had for so many years I can't even tell you and I really when I decided to commit to what happens in New York I almost had to put like creative blinkers on okay that's an interesting idea was it really as simple as just forcing yourself to put those on yes and no you it's one of those things you have to really really want it for it to actually work but I found that with them on, my ideas are of a much higher quality because I'm much more critical of them. When I was working on the What Happens In series, I didn't really have a new idea that wasn't related to that universe for a good three or four years, maybe even longer. That is a long time. How many would you say on average you had before that? I would say story-wise, maybe a couple of months, that short stories, wow. novellas and novels. And I also wrote poetry as well. So needless to say, you didn't finish very much. I can imagine. But you obviously do now. I think I've lost track of how many books you've released. Twelve. Uh, <laughs> Twelve books. That's pretty good going. How Thank did you. you decide on your very first writing goal? What was your very first writing goal as well? So I knew for a long time that What Happens in New York was the first book I really wanted to publish. But it was more a case of how I wanted to go about it rather than what I wanted to publish but once I figured out the how I set myself a deadline and having that deadline was really really crucial to me actually meeting it and achieving the goal. What makes you say that? Why was the deadline so important? Because it really gave me a focus and something to work towards so say an opportunity came along or an idea came along I had to ask myself if it really helped me towards that goal and if it didn't I could make a note of it or say, sorry, I'm not interested if it was someone offering me an opportunity, for example. And then it either got abandoned or I could deal with it kind of later. That sounds kind of harsh. It is, but it's also necessary because if you have a goal, you will achieve it considerably faster and surpass it faster if you're focused. When you've got distractions, and that includes new ideas or opportunities that sound really good but are unrelated to your end goal, they hold you back like a lead on a dog. Mm, that's a really good analogy because you want your dog, which is your creativity, to be trained enough to 
feel comfortable letting it go off and explore but also you need it to know its limits and when it needs to come back to you yeah exactly and it takes time to train your brain and your creativity to do that of course yeah absolutely what would you say is the most important part of goal setting not just for writing necessarily for anything I think specificity is really important because it's hard to achieve vague goals how can you measure something if it's not specific you need to be able to tick it off somehow Mm, more tangible like sell 100 books or make 100 pounds from your books yeah exactly what kind of person you are will depend on what you find motivating some people will find financial goals motivating some people the number of books they publish and what motivates someone this year might be different what motivates them next year or what motivated them last year everyone changes absolutely people should change i think that's a good thing do you think these kind of goals work as new year's resolutions though (laughs) (laughs) like i said 80 percent fail within 30 days yeah i decided a really long time ago not to bother with new year's resolutions so instead i have yearly themes and the rest Mm. of my goals fit into that yearly theme but i change my goals roughly every quarter okay why do you do it that way instead of setting yearly goals when you set quarterly goals it's much more adaptable So if something happens, like, you know, a global pandemic, you can change things much more easily. And it's also easier to focus because, again, it's smaller. If you're the kind of person that is prone to procrastinating, you've got much less time to be able to procrastinate. But also these smaller goals are less intimidating because they're not quite as beefy. They're broken down smaller, which makes them more, you you can almost see the light of the tunnel much more easily than if it's something super big and lofty yeah that makes perfect sense it's if you can see the end it's easier to carry on going isn't it most people will have heard of smart goals do you follow those sort of but not really i definitely think the specificity and the measurability from smart goals are important but i prefer something called okrs and i will admit i used to hate these when i first introduced to them and it took me a little bit of time to get my head around them but if you can then they are much more helpful for measuring results holding yourself accountable and challenging yourself as well what are okrs so they stand for objectives and key results and they started life at ibm and they've kind of taken over the startup world most a lot of small businesses now use them and they're actually the key to google's success and rapid growth in the early 2000s So they made a huge difference to one of the biggest companies in the world. And I believe they still use them 20 odd years later. The idea with them is you've got one big goal that you want to achieve and that's your objective. And then your key results are how you measure if you're on track to achieve them or not. I see. So the key thing there, I guess, is being able to measure your results somehow. Yeah. So if your goal is to get 100 downloads of your book, that is your objective. Your key result could be to run three Facebook ads or get so many clicks from a Facebook ad. You could take part in five newsletter swaps and get 500 people from those newsletter swaps. You could publish the next book in the series to cross promote your book. I see. Yeah, I'm with you. Then your day to day to do list comes from the tasks you need to do to achieve your key result. Like you need to learn about Facebook ads, you need to write the copy, you need to design social share images, that sort of thing. And then at the end of the quarter, you measure your success 
as a percentage based on the number of things that you have or haven't achieved. Okay, that makes sense. So it really breaks it down instead of having one large goal to work towards. Yeah, exactly. And like I say, when it's done quarterly, it's a lot easier to measure and you can adapt much more easily as well. Exactly. And if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that we need to be adaptable. Definitely. How do you decide what your goal should be, though? That's when you really need to think longer term. So what do you want to achieve with your writing? What matters the most? My focus is usually on how much I publish and my relationship with readers, for example. And these help me to achieve my financial goals. And I enjoy talking to readers as well. Okay. And what do you do when you reach your goal? Eat cookie dough ice cream. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) you need to reward yourself when you succeed even if it's just a small win like hitting your word count because then you'll learn to associate what you've achieved with the warm fuzzy feeling you get from that thing that you love so eventually you'll train your brain to crave doing that thing without the reward that makes sense but also controversially say we should reward ourselves for our failures as well right Yeah, exactly. Because at the end of the day, you tried and most people don't even bother with that. So if, you know, you have tried and failed, when you kick yourself, you're dragging out the pain of that failure. So then you're less likely to try in the future. So instead, think about what you've learned, what you could do differently next time, then go eat that ice cream. Ice cream or whatever else your reward may be. I'm a big fan of gaming as a reward. Nice. I think the ultimate thing is that it's about training your brain to focus more and rewarding it for getting shit done, because that is one of the hardest things, particularly for writers, is to get over that procrastination. Absolutely. And I take it that that's how you manage to publish six books in a year. To a degree, yeah. But a lot of it required me building my confidence before I set myself those goals. Because if you lack the confidence in your skills and abilities, it's a lot harder to do anything. But a lot of the time, people who lack confidence don't actually know that they lack confidence and that's what's holding them back. Really? What makes you say that? Because it manifests differently for everyone. Procrastination is a prime example. I remember when I was growing up, my friends almost used to use their ability to procrastinate as like a a badge of honor or something they should be proud of. But procrastination is really just an excuse to run from problems and things that you don't want to deal with. It's just fear showing itself in a different way, the same as anxiety, depression, and sometimes even physical pain. I know that my chronic pain gets worse when I'm anxious about something because it's trying to, my body is trying to protect me and stop me from doing that thing that I'm afraid of. And the only way you can get past that is to face the thing that you're afraid of. So your pain might get worse for a little bit emotionally or physically, but because you've, you know, essentially been into battle, you've fought yourself, right? But when you come out the other side, it is the most incredible feeling because it's just like a sense of freedom, both in your joints if they're really tight and mentally if you've been holding on to a lot of emotional pain. It sounds like you've got a lot of experience with this. Is that why you set up the creative confidence class? Yeah, it teaches how to get over what's holding you back using some of the techniques that helped me. So instead of running away from whatever is holding you back, it teaches us to face things head on. That sounds quite challenging. It is, but I truly think that it is the key to success. And if more writers faced their emotional roadblocks, they would be much more successful. Hmm, I see where you're coming from. Where can people find out more about this? 
So they can check it out at writerscookbook.com forward slash creative confidence class. That's all one word. And I will make sure that we include a link in the show notes for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've seen the impact some of these activities in there can have on people and I do genuinely highly recommend them. I know one member of our community in particular faced the negativity that was bothering her that was really holding her back and it helped her bring her character to life in the end it really did yeah it's really surprising what you can discover by doing some of these activities Mm, fantastic so to sum up goals that you set yourself should be specific measurable short and rewarded even if you do fail yeah and if you're struggling to decide on what yours are think about the bigger picture Think about kind of almost lifetime picture. What would you like to look back on on your life and say that you've achieved? What are you filled with desire to do right now? And do you think you can maintain that desire for the next quarter? Because that is really key because you will hit moments when you're like, I don't want to do this. I'm going to go play Planet Coaster. If you're, you know, having a day or whatever to play your favorite game for a little bit is fine. But if you're using that as a way to avoid writing, then you're not driven enough to work on that project. Yeah, that makes sense. I like the idea of wanting to do it, but analyzing if you want it enough to stay motivated. Yeah, I really, truly think staying motivated is the hardest part. And that's why a lot of people have unfinished books. Heck, that's why I I didn't finish about 50 ideas in about 10 years. (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. So if you can work out, if you can stay motivated before you start then you're already setting yourself up for success. Hmm, I like this idea. How can we do that though? Think about how much you want to tell this story, this one in particular. How much work are you willing to put in? Because it'll probably be more work than you think it will be and more work than you want it to be. (laughs) I'm I'm nodding aggressively for anyone who's not watching the video. (laughs) You from experience with um, Alex Warrington? Definitely from experience, but (laughs) I'm loving every second of it, I promise you. (laughs) And that's what matters, you know. Another thing to ask yourself is, do you give up too easily? Because if you are from that camp, then maybe you need an accountability buddy, or maybe you need a different idea that you're more driven to work on, or maybe you just need a good old kick up the arse. Most importantly, you need to work through as much as you can that is likely to get in your way before you start either before you start working on the idea or before you sit down for that particular writing session because different things will get in your way all the time and once you have done that you are much better prepared you will find it much easier to concentrate and you'll be able to achieve your goals much faster and if you do want an accountability buddy we have some amazing accountability buddies in our facebook group if you pop in there you can share your writing goals with us And we can be there to give you a kick up your ass if you ever need it. Metaphorically, of course, not physically. That would breach COVID regulations. (laughs) But we we offer moral support, inspiration. We've got plenty of advice in there. If you go to writerscookbook.com forward slash Facebook group, it'll take you straight there. Easy as that. We can't wait to see you in there and what your writing goals are for this quarter. Take care, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 